Well, good morning. This is the third week in our series of Little Healthy Habits. And the first week we talked about the body and uh, the things that we could do to make the body healthy. I love that one. That's, that's one of my favorites because that's been one of my lifelong efforts is to keep my body in good shape so that I can live as long as possible and, and live a nice long life. Last week, Dr. Steve talked to us about the mind and how we can keep that healthy and things we can do to keep that healthy. So today, it's care and feeding of the soul. And when we talk about the soul, I mean, sometimes we wonder, wow, what is a soul? Do I have a soul? As the song said, that song was written a long time ago by, by an old blues player asking that same question. What is the soul of a man? What is it? How do we, how do we know that it's there? How do we understand that we need to feed it? We need to care for it. We need to make it healthy. I mean, we need to care for our souls just like we care for our body, just like we care for our mind. So it's like, how do we do that? How do we, how do we make this thing? Do we even have one? And I think as we go through the talk today that you'll understand that you do. And to make it healthy, you need to do those things. And I, and I, almost, I, I believe that as we go through this that, that you'll, you'll see, oh, yeah, I do that. Yeah, I do that. These are things that, that, that I've done to keep my soul healthy. And you didn't even know it. You were just doing the things that bring you joy, those things that bring you happiness, those things that uh, just make you get that twinkle and sparkle in your soul and in your eye. And those are the things we're going to talk about today. So I'm hoping that this is a really upbeat uh, thing that you can really get inspired about and and learned I can't get I can't get above the, the in front of the speakers, but I wanted to get this out of the way. So the, the question is, what is a soul? And I looked up lots of terms. Now I have to tell you that I only had a week to prepare because Phil was supposed to be speaking, and since he had his event, we'll just call it an event. I was chosen <laughs> or asked, and uh, I thought it was pretty good because I like soulful things and and I like doing things like that. And in my own life, I've made choices. I didn't know that they were soul choices, but they were choices to keep me happy, to keep me full of joy. And what I did is I looked at my life and I go, what are the things that make me happy? When I moved to Tucson, I knew there were three things I had to do. And I found out that those are three things that, that feed my soul and make me happy. First, I had to find a spiritual community, and here we are. I mean, and I think that that's why we come here. I think, I think a lot of us come to Aldea to get our souls fed, whether we know it or not, through the community, through the music, through the events and the things that happen here. I think, I think we, we nurture our souls and we, and we get them going. The next thing for me, because a lot of you know that I'm a cyclist and I try to ride many, 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 many miles a year, and so I said, Tucson I chose because it's a good cycling town. And I just want to do a lot of cycling. And that feeds my soul. And I'll share a little about, bit about that later. And then music is the, is the other thing. And I knew that if I had those three things in my life, I would be happy. I didn't have to make a lot of money. I didn't have to do those things that other people think to bring them happiness or, or that the world out there may, may feel to bring them happiness. So I did those things. And, you know, it's amazing. They all fell together within a few months and... I've been right at home here ever since. And it's because I did those things, now I know, to make my soul happy, to make those things 
leap out of me and, and, and have joy. So what is a soul? When, when I looked it up and I looked at definitions, and most of the definitions said that it's religious, religious religions say that you have a soul and that something's going to happen to it. Now, we're Christian-based. We, we believe in the love of Jesus, and that's, that's what we go by. Um, and so I looked up the Christian definition, and most everything I saw was, we have a soul, we need to save it so, that it, so it doesn't go to hell. And the way you do it is, is you pray and you read the Bible. Those are the things you do. That's going to make a healthy soul. And I say, wow, that's a small definition of what would bring us happiness. Now, that will bring you happiness. That will. I mean, I think reading the Bible is, you know, there's lots of good stuff in there. And, and in fact, I'll admit to you that, you know, I'm not a doctor like Stephen. I'm not a doctor like Jeff. We've had all these doctors up here. So, you know, speaking the last two weeks, so I'm like going, and you want me? <laughs> You know, I play the guitar. <laughs> but um, I, I did go to college, and I'm a Bible literature major, so I do know the Bible a little bit. And uh, I have read it a lot. Uh, and I know that it can bring you joy. And I know those things do it. But there's so many more things that we can do that will bring us joy. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. I believe, as I've been looking at this, looking at this subject and studying it, uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing to be asked to speak up here, ask those who have done it, because we learn so much about the topic that we're, that we're going to talk about. Unless it's our life, like other people's, you know, then they just like, well, I can do this, it's easy. But I've learned so much more about my soul connection. And, and the thing that, that, and I'll be real honest with you, yesterday I was going through what I had and I worked on all week and I was up practicing it and I, I just got to the point of frustration. I go, this is not good. And so I just threw it all away and started over again. And when I did that, and I really came down to other things that I thought were more important, uh, I believe that, that I saw some things that, that really will help connect us to our care and feeding of our soul. First of all, I think we have to understand that, that our soul is our life force. It connects us outside of ourselves. It connects us to ourselves. Uh, it connects us to what we would be called the creator God, whatever force that you want that to be, whatever power that is for you. Our soul helps us to connect to that. And myself, personally, I believe that the soul lives on. If something happens to it afterwards. I can't tell you exactly what. I haven't been there. And I haven't talked to anybody who has. But I believe that it, it, it lives on. And it needs to be healthy and vibrant. So that's our life force. Those are the things that... So, so, so as we're here on this earth, working through our day-to-day -day lives, I think it would be important for us to think about daily, what can I do to keep my soul healthy and happy and fed so that when we leave this place, our soul is like, yeah, I'm ready. But not only that, while we're here, while we're living here, we're going to see the joy and the happiness that this can bring us, especially when things may be crumbling around us and elections may not go the way we want and, and money may not be the way we want and we didn't win the Powerball. Did somebody win? Okay, nobody here won it. Okay. Nobody here won a million dollars. I know in, in, in Arizona, a couple people won some millions, you know, but I guess that was none of us. So we didn't win the Powerball and, and none of those things happened, but we can still feel joy. 
We can still feel those things with us. The soul is our personal essence. It's who we really are. It really brings out what kind of person we are. And those things really matter in the world today. It's our star seed. Each of us carry beyond the confines of our own personal self. It takes us beyond ourself. Have you been beyond yourself before? Have you went, went to that place where everything just melts away and you can kind of just quiet your mind? Those things that we try to do during quiet space and Melanie's going to do later on is going to help us quiet our mind and, and feel a connection with our soul. So it's our star seed that takes us beyond ourselves. It's our, it's our life force, our individual being. It's really what makes us who we are when we meet somebody. Remember, we sing the song here all the time, Soul Shine. And that's a song that I brought, you know, that, that a southern rock band wrote. And, uh, but it, to me, it means more. When, when I sing that, when we leave it, I really mean that. Our soul should really shine. And people should look at us and go, wow, they're different. What's different about them? Why are they so happy? Why are they so joyous? You know, they just got in a car wreck. Why are they so joyous? Why do those things happen to them? This is the other thing that I like. The, the thing I found somebody said, it's our personal twinkling. It's that star. It's who we are. Are you getting a feel of what your soul can be? And as I'm speaking to this, what I'd really like to have you do is think in your minds this whole time as you listen to me. What, what are those things that do this to me? What makes me shine? What makes me happy? What brings joy to my life? What, what are those things? We're going to list a bunch of things, and uh, maybe some of those things are the things you do. Um, our soul yearns for beauty. Have you thought about that? It yearns for beauty. What is beauty for you? For art. I'm so appreciative. We don't have art on the wall right now, but I'm so appreciative when we put art on the wall. There is some art over here that hung here for months, and, and I just every time I came in, I just really enjoyed it. I've been to art museums and been able to look closely at masterpieces. And it thrills me just to see what someone could do, how they could make, bring that to beauty. We want harmony. Our soul wants to feel at peace, at harmony, and that stillness in there. Our soul wants awe. What brings you awe? What makes you go, oh, man? What melts you away like that? It wants a connection with God, the creator, the power to be. It wants us to take us beyond that. I think that's why Jesus said, I came to bring life and life more abundant. I don't think he was talking about riches because Jesus wasn't a rich man. Jesus always talked about the times that he had nothing. He had no bed. He had no place to sleep. He depended on others. When he was doing his ministry, he, he traveled around and slept wherever he could. Stayed with wherever he could. Had dinner with whatever he could. And, and, and I think that he was trying to show us as an enlightened person how to reach God. How to make that connection. When I, talk, when I spoke last time and I spoke about Jesus the storyteller, 
and we read the book, uh, uh, Meeting Jesus Again for the First Time at Marcus Borg. That changed my life and my concept of who Jesus was and what he was trying to tell us, how to connect, how to really know God, because that's what he did. And he's saying, you know, the way that people may tell you, you know, wealth will bring you happiness and power will bring you happiness. And he spoke against those things. And the one thing that Aldea has picked up here, if you're new here, is that love is our, that's our biting factor. That's what we, that's what we live by, that we love those and love those around us. Our soul desires to be illuminated with all things that makes it feel whole. All things. It wants to be illuminated. It wants to, it wants to have an expression of that. It wants to revel in joy. What brings you joy? Where does your heart go when, when you think of the word joy and what brings you joy? Picture that in your mind. Picture what brings you joy. It delights in creative expression. And some of you might go, I am not creative. But I guarantee you are. Some of you can probably cook a finer meal than I can. And some of you can put together a better flower display than I can. And some of you can build a house better than I can. We all have creative expression. Think about what yours is today. What is that? How do you, how do you, how do you express it? How do you feed your soul by doing that? Our soul lives in the moment. It's, 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 it, it just likes to have that, those richness and those things that come. I know Kevin's up here and he's, before and he's talked about, you know, a good piece of dessert. And the way he expresses it just thrills me. And my soul just goes, wow. And I want a piece. That's feeding your soul, folks. That's giving you things that, that can really bring you joy and happiness. Our soul's like a Christmas tree. Our soul sparkles when you plug it in. That Christmas tree, do you remember those? Did you have one this year? You plug it in, what does that do for you? You turn down the lights. You smell that pine. Maybe we don't smell it all the time with an artificial tree, but we can spray it in the air. (laughs) But that's what our soul wants. Our soul wants to be plugged in. How do you plug yours in? How do you plug your soul in on the planet Earth when we're so busy, when we're so tied down with things, when we're running from this and that and the other thing? I'm going to read some things here. And what I want you to think about is how can I feed my soul every day? How can I do that? How can I bring some joy to my soul every day? Just like your body, um, people like me, I, I choose the foods I'm going to eat. I choose the exercise I'm going to do to help my body be strong. My mind, I play music, and, and, and that helps my mind to mechanically work through things and, and process things. And we read so that, so that we can keep our mind focused and sharp. So what are those things that we can do? 
um, to bring joy to our soul. Some of us could sit in a garden. Have you sat in a botanical garden or a beautiful garden? Watch the bees, smell the flowers, do those things that just bring joy to you. Walk in the desert. I love walking in the desert. I love it in the springtime when everything's blooming and it's so beautiful. Smell a rose. You know, they say to stop to smell the roses. Well, really do it. Really find that in yourself. I like this one. Smell your lover's neck. Think of that. What does that feel like for you? Here's one that Eldea, I think, does well. Surrender to love. Have you thought about that? Surrender to love. Not just love, but surrender your soul to it in all aspects of it. God, just the word God and what that means for you, whatever connotation that brings up for you, whatever God is for you. Share a full moon with a friend in a walk in the desert, smelling the flowers. (laughs) There. (laughs) Swim with the dolphins. How many have swam with dolphins? A few of us. Was it fun? Did you get joy? Do yoga on a beach where everybody can see that I don't stretch quite the right way, but you're getting sand here and there, but that can bring you joy. Forgive yourself for everything. Have a conversation by candlelight. Talk with angels. Think about those things. There's so many more things you can add. I have a list that could go on and on and on. The things for me that bring me joy is, you you all know, you've seen me play music. And if you're new, I'm up here almost every week, and that's what I do. And I play in a bluegrass band that's playing tonight. And if you want to know where we're playing, you can can, uh, come up and ask me. Noble Hops, yes. (laughs) So music does it for me. Music, I look at, has framed my life. I look at music and the music I like throughout the years and it's framed my life and it's brought me such joy. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I could do. If, I don't know what it would be like if I couldn't play music. Um, the other thing, in, 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 I'm only going to say a couple more things here and then I'm going to bring Melanie up and she's going to lead us through a, a meditation to help us clear our minds. But uh, the other thing that I like is I like birds of prey. Hawks, eagles, owls. And they, they feel like my spirit animal. I drive a bus. Uh, some of you know that I'm a school bus driver in my retirement job. And, I, and every day I sight hawks and I see an owl fly over the bus at dark. And these things happen. To me, it's always a sign. I pulled into my buddy's driveway one time when it was just getting dark and I saw a flap of a wing and... I turned up his driveway, and my headlights, a big great horn owl sitting right on the driveway. He didn't move. He stayed there. He looked at me, and I looked at him. I didn't move. He didn't move. Finally, he flew away. <clears throat> I've had times right when I'm riding my bike up and down the Santa Cruz and the Rieto, and 
Hawks will be sitting on the rail. And I go by and I try to be very quiet and they don't fly away. And they're at arm's reach. I've even had them fly up and be right in front of me, flying for 20, 30 feet. I feel like they're my spirit guides. That when that happens, that brings joy to my soul. And then for me, I use music as meditation. And Melanie helped point this out to me. Because I would sit down with my guitar, and I have these strange tunings sometimes I put it in with capos and other things, and I start playing in keys that I have no idea what I'm playing in. I have no idea what it is. I don't know what key I'm playing in. I don't know what the chord structure is supposed to be like. And I just sit down and I just start playing. And, and things start forming and things start happening. We did it the other night and, and it just, just flowed and all of a sudden I became the music and the music became me. And I, I was outside of myself. And uh, those are the things that bring me joy. Those things that bring me contentment. And meditation is one of those things, and I do my music meditation. I'm trying to learn the other kinds of meditation because I have a busy mind, and I'm trying to <coughs> excuse me, quiet it down. Where'd my water go? <coughs> so, at the end here, I'm going to do an instrumental to end this service at the very end while they're taking an offering, and that's a song that grew out of one of my music meditations. So that'll... But now I'm going to bring Melanie up. And Melanie is a yoga therapist. She's trained in meditation in both Buddha, or Buddhist and Sufi. And uh, she teaches yoga, um, and she also does yoga therapy. as That's her practice, what she does. So I'm going to bring her up. And she's going to lead us in a meditation. Come on up. We've got to get set up here a little bit. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. And thank you to Mark and Kevin for inviting me to share my passion and my joy and the thing that I have found that is the most powerful tool for connecting me to my soul, and that is yoga. And how many people here have a yoga practice? Raise your hand. All right. Cool. Um, so yoga, if you were to look around at all the studios, you would think yoga is about being a gentle gymnast and having a beautiful body. But actually, yoga at its deepest level is fundamentally a quest for the soul. And I think that's why I fell in love with yoga, is because it provides very practical methods for us to reconnect to our source and to our true nature. And um, I have a mentor, and she has a wonderful analogy. Yoga has a lot of uh, complex and deep philosophical underpinnings. But what I love most about it is that it is experiential. And by practicing these methods, we have a shift in state that really does connect us to our soul. And, but my teacher's uh, summation of this very complex philosophical underpinning is that, so on the one hand, we have this um, something deep in us that is uh, akin to the soul, that is, uh, one could say, a light or a source of energy or consciousness or pure awareness. 
And that is the depth of our heart that resides in our heart center, our heart chakra. And then we have the mind and the surface of the mind. And we experience the world through our senses, but we have this mind, as Mark and everybody's been talking about, that is filled with thoughts, judgments, our conditioning, um, all these layers of memory that over our lifetime we've been accumulating, and it creates a very muddy lake that filters this light, creates a filter from the light, which is actually the seer. It's called Purusha in Sanskrit or Atma. And that is the perceiver, but the perceiver could only see as clear as our, as our mind is. And so all these yoga practices that we do, and they include so many things, not just the poses, the postures with the breathing, but also meditation, also just simple uh, non-judgmental awareness of what's happening in our bodies. What are the senses that we're fe- experiencing? What are we feeling in this moment? Um, so that present awareness practice, that mindfulness-based practice is central to yoga. And all of them are geared for quieting the mind and creating space in the mind so that that light can shine through and we can have a more clear perception of our experiences. So today, um, I'm going to lead you in a yoga-based meditation practice. And it's yoga. What makes it different from, I would say, Buddhist or Sufi is that in yoga, we prepare the body. We do a little bit of movement with breath to quiet it down. That, in turn, quiets the mind down. We do a little bit of breath work, maybe mind-body awareness. And then we link to an object of meditation, a theme. And today's theme is connecting to the light of our souls. So we're going to do a very mini version of this because we don't have a lot of time. So I invite you to first um, sit up on your chair because we're going to do just a little bit of movement. And begin with your hands at the heart center. This is a gesture in yoga, very common. At the beginning and end of yoga classes, we say namaste. And namaste means um, the soul in me bows to the soul in you or the light in me bows to the light in you. So I'd like to invite us to begin our meditation practice by bowing to our own soul, and say with me, namaste. And now, for just a moment, I invite you to close your eyes and go inward. And just become aware of what's happening in your body now. Notice that your feet are on the floor. Notice that your sit bones are on a chair and settle into the present moment in your body. And take a few breaths in and out of your heart center, allowing the breath to touch the heart, inviting an openness to your practice. And then lower your arms, And we're just going to simply move our arms in coordination with the breath. So we're going to inhale, raise our arms up and look up. And exhale, lower our arms down and look down. Inhale, lift the arms up and look up. Pausing at the top of the inhale, exhale, lower the arms down. And allow a little pause after each breath. One more time. Inhale, look up, and exhale, look down. Good. And then 
<clears throat> Let's inhale the left hand or the right hand out to the side and look at your hand. Exhale, bring the hand to below the shoulder and just pause for a few moments after the exhale here. Inhale it back out and look at your hand. And then exhale, lower the hand down. Other side, inhale the right hand out to the side and follow the hand with your eyes. Exhale, bring the hand to the shoulder. Inhale, back out to the side. And exhale, lower down. Good. And now once again, return to a comfortable position with your hands on your lap. And we'll come back to sensory awareness in our body, just allowing whatever is there to be there. You don't have to force any connection to anything in particular. particular. Just become aware of sensation in your body. One of the sensations that might come through is your breath. Invite the breath in, don't force it. And place your attention at the tip of your nose. And feel the easy, pleasant sensation of the air passing through the nostrils, down the airways, and back out again. And stay with that conscious breathing, noticing the inhale, flowing in, pleasant and easy. And exhale, flowing out, pleasant and easy. And take a moment and place your hands on your stomach and continue breathing, but now breathe in and out of the belly and begin to follow the exhale. So pay close attention to the exhale, allowing the, a nice, long, smooth ex exhale. And as you focus on the exhale, you may notice that there's a slight pause after each exhalation. Allow your awareness to dwell in the stillness of the pause after exhale. And take three breaths where at the end of the exhale, just as you're entering the pause, you draw the belly in, deepening the exhale and allowing the belly to inflate like a balloon on the inhale. This is diaphragmatic breathing, belly breathing. Keeping the breath easy and pleasant and smooth. And release that breathing pattern and bring your hands back to your heart. And now visualize a candle in the center of your heart. And as you inhale, the breath fans the flames of the candle and the light of the candle grows in your heart center. And as you exhale, the warm, soft light of the candle spreads throughout your heart and chest.
Again, as you inhale, expand the flame in your heart and pause after the inhale, letting the light spread and expand in the center of your chest. And as you exhale, spread that light, let it softening the shoulders and the neck. One more breath like this. And every exhale, that warm, soothing light spreads and softens, rising up to the shoulders and neck, letting those areas soften and release. And now inhale and open the arms wide. And exhale, bring the light to your eyes and cup your eyes, palm your eyes, and keep your hands here for a moment. As you take another breath, bringing the light into the eyes, into the mind, exhale, allowing the light to soothe and soften your eyes, and let go of your thoughts just resting in a spacious, still mind. Inhale again, opening the arms wide. Exhale, bring your hands to the belly. And rest here, inhaling, bringing the light into the abdomen. Exhaling, allowing the light to spread and soothe and soften all the organs of digestion. Every inhale, the light comes in. And every exhale, you can let go of anything that doesn't serve you there, any tension, any toxins, any undigested emotions, creating space in your belly. And again, inhale, open the arms wide. And exhale, bring the hands to your heart center one more time. Visualize the candle in the center of your chest. Every inhale, the candlelight grows and glows. Pausing after each inhale, letting the Light, fill the chest, exhaling. The light goes wherever it needs to go in your system, soothing and softening. Take two more breaths like this. Every inhale, the light of the candle expands and fills your chest, pausing as the light fills every pore in your heart center. Exhaling, we spread that light throughout our body, breath, and mind, through our entire system. The light knows where it needs to go. And now bring your hands down to your lap or someplace comfortable for you and just sit with the feeling of the light in your system, the quality of soft, soothing, warm light glowing in your system.
And when your mind wanders, which it will, you can say, back to the breath, back to the light, the candlelight in my heart center. Once again, visualizing the flame expanding on inhale and spreading through your system on exhale. And then just sit with the feeling inside. And bring your arms down and open your eyes. And we'll once again inhale, bring the arms overhead, stretching, looking up, and exhale lower. Again, inhale, reach up, stretch up, and exhale lower. Inhale, reach up. Bring the palms together. Exhale, hands to the heart in Anjali Mudra. Take a moment to bow to your soul, your light. Thank you all. Namaste. Thank you, Melanie. Let's pray. Thank you for this time that we've been able to share together, enriching and, and feeding our souls. We just pray that this light and this meditation and these words will bring you healing and cleansing today. We thank you. Amen. <laughs>